Hi, welcome to the Axiom Podcast. This is episode 70. My name is Cameron Earhart and I'm here with Devin Dash. And today we're going to talk about customer service. So there's a lot to unpack here. We could probably talk about this all day. Um, Devin, I just, I want to say I was, <laughs> I was talking with my wife about this earlier and I have, you know, various pet peeves in life. Um, you know, some of them are the typical uh, driving pet peeves. If somebody cuts me off, they don't use their blinker, you know, flashers while it's raining, typical just Florida bad driving um, pet peeves. But my biggest pet peeve on earth is poor customer service, especially when I'm a potential customer. So when I'm trying to give a business my money and they make it difficult for me, it is, <laughs> it is like mind blowing for me. Like it's incomprehensible. So what, first of all, just tell us your views on customer service and let's jump into it. Let's start talking about, it. I got some questions for you. So, Oh man. I mean, I think, I think that's the standard view of customer service. I think most people find themselves in that, in that boat, which is why are you making it so difficult for me to give you my money? <laughs> and, and on the, on the flip side, like, like great customer service, it's like, Oh my gosh, I will give you all of my money. Like you, you made this so easy. Yeah. Like that was the easiest money I've ever spent. I, I remember, uh, many, many circumstances, not many circumstances, but there are a number of circumstances where I, I, maybe it's going out to dinner with my wife and the restaurant was so hospitable. <laughs> now the food was also good, but it didn't matter how, how, it didn't matter what the food was like because they were so hospitable that it, and the experience was so pleasant to just the, the atmosphere, to be able to talk with my wife, the interactions with the waiter, the waitress and the, or the hostess um, or the host. It was so easy to, to go to that restaurant over and over and over again. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as in regards to customer service. It's um, it, it's one of those things that without the customer business fails and, it seems like it should be somewhat like those those roller coaster rulers. Like you must be this tall to ride this ride. <laughs> like every business, whether you like it or not, like your customer service has to be to a certain level if you want customers. <laughs> I wish. Like that, it, it's a it's a curse of what we do um, because we interact with so many businesses and and uh, and so it's just you know, experiencing poor customer service for us. I know you're probably thinking the same thing as me of like, please hire us, like bring us on, let us help you because you need the help. Like we, we would love to help you because this is table stakes at this point. Like we have to get customer service, right. Um, we cannot get it wrong. And, and, uh, I've, I've just, I would love to use this time just to vent on all the, horrible customer service experiences I've had recently, but I'll resist. Um, but my wife and I have had to call out a number of, um, you know, home service, uh, companies to come out and look at some various stuff around the house. So I've probably interacted with a dozen or so over the past month. And I've had some really amazing interactions, which have, um, yeah, like you said, just increased my loyalty towards that company of wanting to work with them, um, wanting to continue my relationship with them. And I have, I have gotten some absolutely terrible, mind-blowing customer experience that has made me want to go online, leave a one-star review. I don't because 
I, I, I don't want that to be my reputation. It's your prospect. Said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want people to Google me and be like, oh, this consultant is bashing a ton of businesses. But um, so I, I resist. As, sometimes I will send them emails. I, I'll send I'll send their general manager emails. But um, <laughs> that's when I'm feeling really petty. But I, I it makes me want to go on, leave a one-star Google review, go on a Yelp, leave a, a one-star review there. Like, do everything I can. And I don't know if that's just, you know, like I said, my pettiness inside, but I think that that is um, how a lot of people feel when they receive bad customer service. Like what is your first instinct? Let's go bash this company online. And so I think that's one of the reasons it's so important that we get it right today. And I, I'm, I know there's a lot of other reasons, but yeah, what are your thoughts with that? Yeah. I mean, Google is the yellow pages of today's world, right? When people are looking for services. I mean, there's a lot of people who will just go online and let's say you need, you're, we're in Florida. So your AC goes out, it's not cooling. Um, we never use the heat. So uh, you know, if you use the heat in Florida, <laughs> you're a different breed, but anyway, so, you know, it's hot. Our AC isn't cooling. And what do we do? If we don't know a handful of companies off the top of our head, we go on Google and we type in AC service or my AC is not working. And Google and their beautiful magic algorithm pops up, you know, a handful of companies in your area. And what stands out the most, because we get lost in a sea of numbers and text, are the pictures. And what is the only picture that you see? It's what the company looks like. And it's the stars and Mm -hmm. how many stars they have on a scale of one to five. So Google reviews in particular, and to some extent, Yelp reviews for restaurants, I think is is, um, much more... Kind of significant, but Google reviews are, and a high amount of Google reviews are table stakes in today's world. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think in that regard, like we should definitely, as businesses, and, and if you're, you know, our business owners and leaders who are listening to this, like you should have an internal cycle for making sure that we have good, you know, co- positive customers' experience being uh, solicited for Google reviews and not obviously to pay them for them, but we want to get as many positive reviews as possible. And we should have a, a good process for addressing poor reviews. Yeah. Um, so those, that's just some thoughts when it comes to the importance of customer service. Um, and, and ultimately it's the way that we measure it to some extent is um, Google reviews. It's, it's super important. Yeah. So, I mean, we could, destroy our company's reputation with poor customer service. And it, it might, we might not feel the impact right away. It could be, you know, weeks, months, or years before we feel the impact, but it is so important. And we talk about this a lot. Um, and you probably do a better job of summarizing Joey's thoughts on the position of reception, how important the reception is to the company. And I think that's one of the first, you know, customer facing employees um, that, that's kind of the gatekeeper, you know, for anybody that's interacting with the business for the most part. And so the main thing I want to focus on, you know, in our next 10, 15 minutes that we have here is the importance of making sure that our frontline customer facing employees, so I'm talking reception, dispatch, um, you know, customer service uh, reps, that they are trained <clears throat> and have everything they need to be successful in their role and to treat potential customers, not only our customers, that's important, but potential customers in the greatest way possible so that we have a better chance of earning their business. And so, yeah, actually, before I jump into that, 
talk, talk to us a little bit about how important of a role reception is because it gets downplayed a lot as like, Oh yeah, that's an entry level role, but we have a different view. Yeah. Yeah. Entry level role is often the, the status given to the receptionist role on LinkedIn or any indeed, I'm sorry, not LinkedIn indeed or other job posting sites, mm-hmm. right? We, we don't expect a lot of experience. I think generally we're looking for somebody who has, who's, who might be gregarious, who's outgoing, who is, uh, you know, has some critical thinking skills and being able to determine who, who should I direct this phone call to, or is this something that I could, is this something that I could pull off somebody else's plate so that they don't have to do it? Can I have other resources that this person can use to answer some questions? But, but overall, we don't think of the receptionist role as a, as a hugely critical role in our company. Like, can they answer the phone? Can they get customers to the person they need to talk to? Um, do they, do they smile nice? Are, are they hospitable? Do they greet people when they walk in the door? And I think those are the general character, like on the whole, like, is this person kind of nice to be around is maybe a subjective question. Everybody asks about the receptionist. Uh, and, and because of that, because I think there's a general perception that this, this role is entry level, it's under, we would say, and I think this is Joey's summary is it's probably one of, if not the most, one of the most undervalued positions in companies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because we fail to see how the receptionist is the very first, or, or maybe not the very first. I'm, I'm kind of straight stray away from the hyperbole here because you have customer service reps or sales reps that maybe people call directly. But one of the first pictures that an employee, a customer gets of the company culture in any organization. And, and that's, it, it's seen as a, as a very, we would say it's an undervalued position. And you already alluded to some of the reasons for that is because one, if the customer, if the receptionist is the first interaction that we have with our customers, we, we certainly don't want somebody who is begrudging that the customer called, <laughs> right? Like you, you mentioned it earlier in the beginning is, there's some companies that you feel like they're doing everything they can to not take your money, <laughs> but we, we certainly don't want that in the receptionist. Um, and then I think you start moving up, you know, to higher, higher levels without going through everything that I think a good receptionist can do. You get to higher, higher level activities, um, like pulling work off of another individual's desk or making sure that questions are, are clearly communicated. Um, so that when, Maybe there's a handoff, right? We think the receptionist answers this phone is directing a call. That handoff is so important. We want a receptionist who can prep, prep whoever's receiving the call. Hey, this is the customer's name. Um, this is the information that we have on them. This is the problem that they're they're having. Uh, do you have that? Do you have the answer to that question? Yep. Right. So that the first person that the customer goes to can give them an answer. Um, those, those are some, some, I think more important roles that we miss when we undervalue the receptionist. Yeah, no, that's spot, that's spot on. And I want to talk about for a minute. Um, so we use reach reach ecosystem. Um, you can look it up if you're not familiar with it and they have some amazing training resources. And, uh, and so I want to talk about what they have narrowed down to be their seven principles of great customer service. So I'm going to mention all seven, give real brief explanations. And then Devin, if you I don't think you know the answer. Maybe you do, but I want you to guess on which one 
they have concluded is the most important. Um, oh, and, and if you're listening, play this game, see if you get it right. So, and I'm I just going to go. I love this. Yeah. Cause I think this is a great <laughs> opportunity for our listeners to self-grade. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if you get it right. I got it wrong. Um, I missed it. So we'll see if, if you're uh, better at customer service than I am. So the first, and I'm just going to go in alphabetical order here to make sure I don't give away anything. So the first one is accessibility. So making it easy for customers to interact with us. The second one is accuracy. Um, and, and this is a, they say this is a minimum. We have to be accurate. But inaccuracy causes dissatisfaction. So that's one. Of, that's why it's one of the seven principles. The third one is efficiency. So we have to make it as simple as possible for the customer. The fourth one is empowerment. We have to allow the customer to feel like they're in control. The fifth one is friendliness, um, which is also table stakes nowadays. Like this is just expected. The sixth one is speed. And it asks the question, how quickly can we act? And then the seventh one is transparency. And that's um, basically when we're not communicating fully with our customers, they lose trust in us. So I'll say all seven again, and then I want to hear your guess. So accessibility, accuracy, efficiency, empowerment, friendliness, speed, and transparency. Mm, um, I'm going to ask some clarifying questions. So sure. friendliness is we, like make it easy for the customer to like us. Read that description again. Yeah. I mean, basically with friendliness, the way they find it is like, this is table stakes. Like you have to be friendly. If you're, if you're not friendly, like if you're unfriendly, if you're rude, then you're causing extreme dissatisfaction. And so basically we just have to be able to relate with the customer and make them feel like we are happy to be on the phone with them. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I, I may have given away my, my answer. I'm, I'm leaning between two and I'm leaning between accessibility and friendliness. And the reason for it is if we don't make it easier for the customer to interact with us, then we have no opportunity for the customer to realize how friendly we are and how likable we are. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of, and that's my thinking, I'm, I'm going to laugh because I'm probably totally off, but I'm also leaning towards friendliness. Uh, and mainly that comes from a book that I read with the power of influence and like that is likability is one of the most powerful sources of influence. And I would say influence customer service, being able to make the customer feel good. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to double down. I'm going to give my final answer. And I think my final answer is friendliness. That is a great guess, but that is wrong. That was also my guess. So uh, crazy enough, I narrowed it down to accessibility and friendliness. And then I guess friendliness and I was wrong as well. And it's not accessibility either. So, really? yes. So the principle that they say has the biggest impact on customer service is speed. How quickly can we interact with the customer on an ongoing basis? And at first, I was a little skeptical when I when I heard that or when I read that. I as, am like, I, as am I. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, I I because I, I felt like accessibility, like, and sure, they kind of go hand in hand in a lot of ways, but. Um, with speed, I've actually noticed this uh, in an interaction I had recently where I was able to get a hold of the company um, right away on the first phone call. And they said, we'll get somebody out there tomorrow. So they're checking this box of speed. They're checking all the boxes at this point. I'm like, okay, this is great. Like great customer service interaction so far. The guy comes out in the window he was supposed to. Um, he was very professional. You know, he, he inspected the house, gave us, a, or he didn't give us a quote yet. He said that he would give us a quote in two days. 
And so at that point, I'm like, okay, well, he was transparent in his communication. He needed to, you know, look some stuff up, do some research. And so, okay, I can wait two days. So he was still checking all the boxes. Three, four, five days go by and I hadn't received a quote yet. And now we're looking at a combination of speed is going unchecked, transparency is going on unchecked. I mean, a lot of these are starting to get unchecked. Long story short, I've already made a long story, but it's been two weeks now and I haven't received a quote yet. And I've realized that the number one thing I'm upset about is, I mean, you could say like, okay, he said he gets you in two days and he didn't, he lied, but it's, it's the speed. Like I needed a quote ASAP for some, for some other reasons. And it's been two weeks and I haven't been able to get it. And so now I'm calling all these other companies trying to get them out here as soon as possible, because I need that quote as soon as possible. So I see what they're getting at when they say that it, it has the biggest impact. If you call yeah. five companies and one says they'll be out there tomorrow and the other four says it's going to take them two to three weeks, which one are you going with? Yeah. So You're, I see the argument there. Yeah, no, I, I would say that there's, there's, there's a valid argument there. Uh, but I, I, you know, just because I don't like being wrong, <laughs> I, you could argue is accessibility is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Um, but you know, and, and I, I think another thought too, it, Again, not to say that not all of these seven kind of checklist items are important, and I think we'll include them in the show notes so that you can uh, self-evaluate. You know, which which boxes do you check in your organization? Uh, but maybe maybe to some extent, like the last comment I'll make on speed is, I wonder how much of that is re- just relevant to our culture today. Mm-hmm. Is like yeah. we are so we we have no desire for delayed gratification. <laughs> right. right um yeah and everything I mean, think, think about being at walmart during the holiday season and having to stand you know 40 carts back like yeah, how no, upset are point. you <laughs> yeah and and perception is reality so if the culture if the if the culture demands or perceives that speed is the most important thing well by golly customer service is making sure like we don't always agree with this we don't agree with this that the customer is always right but you know, to some extent, if speed is the most important thing for good customer service, then I think we would never encourage an organization to push back against the customer's desire, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, in that case, speed wins. I don't, I don't always agree, but <laughs> you're speed, conceding. <laughs> I'm conceding. I'm conceding. All right, fair enough. But, but yeah, the the main point of this, and we can kind of you know close with this. Um, Want to hear your final thoughts as well? But just the importance that we are training and equipping our, you know, I'll call them our frontline employees, our our employees that are regular interacting with prospects and customers, but um, specifically prospects, people who are uh, trying to give us their money. We need to make it as easy as possible. And so that's making sure, you know, the reception or the service department, whoever it is that is that is taking these phone calls is equipped on how to handle some dynamic customer, potential customer situations. Because I, I, I would love to see an analysis of some different, you know, some of our various companies that we work with and see how much money are we leaving on the table at times from poor interactions on the phone. Um, hopefully not much with the companies we work with, but, but, yeah. but across, across the board in the various, you know, home service industries, I, I've just witnessed this a lot lately. And so I think it's an important topic for us to address. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, customer service is something that maybe talked about so much that it starts to become white noise, 
but nevertheless, its importance cannot be overstated. Um, I, if you're if you're listening to this, thanks for listening. Definitely check out that those seven items on your lit on your list and see how many you're hitting, and use those as an evaluation tool. I mean, it's how easy would it be for you to sit down with your leadership team and say, okay, guys. How accessible, how accessible are we? Do we make it easy for the customer to interact with it? And just go grade yourself. And, you know, not to say you need to address those items right there in that meeting, but, you know, put them in the issue parking lot and, and pull them out at, a, at the opportune time to say, hey, maybe we need to focus more. We're not checking any of these boxes. Next mm-hmm. week, we're going we're gonna to start addressing some of these items to make sure that it's easy for customers to interact with us. And therefore, we're giving great customer service. Um, so great thoughts, love the topic and thanks for listening. We'll see, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right.